Internet, yeah. We took a little week off. We took a little hiatus. I don't even know. Post it, episode 20. That's funny. Like, like we think we took a week off. Yeah. And I know some people who have said to me, oh, yo, you still doing that podcast with your wife? <laughs> <laughs> like, I heard the first one. Y'all still doing that? <laughs> you know, the little yeah. bubble. The yeah. little bubble that we live in and yeah. we, we think people fucks with it. But you know what? People do fucks with it, yo. Listen, all that matters, I mean, I love that y'all mess with us, but yes. all that matters is that we mess with us. That's because right. we're the ones we're entertaining, frankly. That's right. That's right. We got to keep messing with us. All right. That's, we got to keep messing with us. So Give me a favor. Do see us. See us. Do me a favor. Take your phone yes. and put your phone on top of your keyboard. Oh, okay. 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 Put your phone away okay. so that we don't have to deal with those issues that we have to deal with sometimes. No interference. 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 Wanna show? I could 
Put a song in there. Just let the I'm retards rock out. Just let the retards rock out. So, internets, what's going what's on? Up? What's going on with y'all? I mean, are y'all enjoying this pre-summer straight heat stroke, this humidity that's uh, come to New York? It's funny because um, when I was in Atlanta uh, back in March, it was brick down there. And I thought really? to myself, man, all these New York people yeah. have brought New York weather to Atlanta. Well... But I don't now, know what's going on with the weather in New York now? But now this humidity, I'm like, yo, Atlanta people and, and people from Louisiana that's in New York, y'all brought that straight hum diddy, that hum diddy. Except it's been really cold. Has it been cold? No, it's been. Hot. I feel like the evenings have been cold. Well, I like that. I like when the evenings are chill. Okay. You know, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I think it's been hot all around. All Even right. it's been kind of steamy, but I you did, say they're cold. I, I did, I did get get a little bit of sun this weekend. Mm-hmm. A little bit of sun, a little bit of color, which I needed, you know. Because, but you're light skin though. Light skin people no, can Rachel turn. Light skin people can turn. <laughs> you know, they can get tan quick. <laughs> you know, that's that's how Rachel Dozal was able to really, you know, because she was she was out there getting that tan on. No. I look no. at Rachel Dozo and she looked that was not natural. She looked like she looked like one of those black women that's part of the Lynx. So that's oh, why that's why no. she fit in well with the NAACP. No. They was like, oh, we got one of our no. Lynx sisters out no. here. We got one of our green that's eyes. We got the green true. eyes running shit out in Spokane, think, Washington. Let me, let me tell you. Let me tell you what happened. Hold on for, hold on for a second. No, no. Green eyed light skinned chicks don't run the what? game. No. I think they do. Really? I'm telling you. Green eye. What game? Like, the whole everything. No. First of all, there are not enough of them. Second of all, to run everything. And then second of all, no. Listen, that whole situation out there in Spokane, I blame black people. Why? Not enough? <laughs> not enough black people in Spokane? <laughs> no. To regulate? No, no one called her on it. They all knew it. You cannot tell. You know, when you are in a room with somebody and they are faking the funk. But how are you going to call them out, right? Because it's such a loaded thing to question someone's authenticity. So, mm. and I think she knew that and she totally traded off of that. She was counting on no one asking her because now people are all like, yeah, you know, I was sitting next to her at this conference and I turned around and the light was on her funny. And I was like, dad, this chick looks orange, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but like, what are you going to say? You're going to turn to the person and be like, you know, no one called her out on it because black people be ha- black people want a light skinned black to be their leader. I disagree with that. Hell's yeah, hundred percent. Black people want a uh, real high what? yellow based upon to what? be their leader. Based upon what knowledge are you spouting spouting this ridiculous? I'm just talking about the light skin apocalypse, which will soon. Based upon what what leadership soon, are you referring to? I'm, I'm talking about uh, a moral uh, leadership, uh, 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 musical like, leadership, like where, like who, uh, like whom? athletic leadership, like whom? A Stephen Curry of the Golden oh State Warriors. God. Okay, right. light skin apocalypse. So you're has pulling come out to the one NBA. dude out of all the dudes that are in the NBA, and that's that's your. He is the NBA's most valuable player this year. Yes, this year it's time for light skin apocalypse. Oh, you know you're a colorist. I'm just saying that 
that, I think you need to. I need you need to go out in the sun. A do you bit want more. me? Do you want me to <laughs> rattle off all the light skin? You can't. Leaders. You can't. Adam Clayton Powell. You can't. Uh, uh Louis Latimer. What, what are you who talking that, about? Who was that? Who was that guy who ran? The, do you know uh, what those people did? The porter. The the. Do you the, know what they did? They actually did things. What yes. did this chick do? Nothing. She was light skin with green eyes. Nah, that's, that's a travesty. It's a travesty. That's all she had to do. It's a travesty. Let me tell you, the blackest thing that happened to that chick is that her mother pulled her card. That is the blackest thing that happened to her. <laughs> In public, pulled her card. Uh-huh. Okay? And the whitest thing that happened to her is that it took this long for her ass to get fired. Well, because white privilege is, exactly, is still real. Exactly. White privilege is real even, even if you're black. Well, she's not black. Even if you're passing. She's not black like me. I mean, here's a, here's a crazy story. Yes. My, um, uh, you're coming with me this summer to my family reunion yes. up in Newport, Rhode Island. Right. But, um, this is my, um, father. This is, I'm sorry, this is my mother's father's side of the family. Uh-huh. And, um, one of the great stories my grandfather had told my mom, told her was when he was in the Navy, mm-hmm. he was very light skinned. He was very fair skinned. Mm-hmm. Um, Swarthy, but still super fair. Mm-hmm. And then when uh, they were out in the ocean and that sun beat down on him, he darkened up. As all y'all light-skinned <laughs> black people do. He became exposed. <laughs> and he was like, yo, when the um, when the, the commander on the ship found out he was a black, he said, I got promoted to captain. Captain? Captain of the head. He got promoted. He, he became the janitor. <laughs> so he went from like a gunner's assistant to the janitor Man. once he blacked up. But, um, yeah. but I mean, it's... Well, I have, I have a, a, a flip version of that story in my family. You had anyone that was passing? No, but um, my grandmother was very fair. Mm-hmm. And uh, my grandfather was, I don't know, I don't know, brown skin, I guess, whatever. And, but, you know, they would visit... This is on your mother's side. On my mother's side of the family. Oh, the, those those black people was and like damn that crystal clear. They so like no, no, but they're black. And um, but they would visit my great grandmother who lived in Missouri. Mm-hmm. Had a farm down there, mm-hmm. and they got around the way most people got around. You drove. Mm-hmm. And my mother recalls um, many times when they were driving. There were all these rules about how to drive. Yeah. Like they couldn't drive after a certain hour, after dark, once sure. they once they left kind of the Midwest and they went further south. Mm-hmm. And when they were driving through the south, getting into deep into Missouri. Why, now, why couldn't they drive at night? Well, at the time, she didn't really put it together. She just was kind of aware as a kid that there were rules, right? I just wanted you to say, because white people. <laughs> well, that is why. That's <laughs> as it turned out, as she later put together, because her parents never said anything to them because... They didn't want them to feel unsafe. They were mm-hmm. children. Mm-hmm. But the reason why was basically because of white terror and white people mm-hmm. who, if you saw a black man driving a nice car or a car mm-hmm. after a certain time in the backwoods of Missouri or coming through wherever you were coming through was Alabama or Mississippi, mm-hmm. you know, you were be pu- pulled over. And mm-hmm. no one cared if you had a family in the car with you, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and that might even make you mold vulnerable because you wouldn't be able to protect the people in the car with you, your mm-hmm. family. Mm-hmm. And But she says she remembered this thing that always stood out to her, which was that she never understood why her why her mother, my grandmother, mm-hmm. was the one who always got out the car at the rest stops. Mm-hmm. And again, much later, she realized and put it together is because when her grandmother went into the store, into the rest stop, 
to pick something up, whether it was water or to take the kids to the ladies' room. Um, people assumed she was white. Mm-hmm. If they didn't look too close, you mm-hmm. know, she had a hat on, she was fair skinned, mm-hmm. and they would think, oh, they wouldn't, no one would question her right to be there. Mm-hmm. There would be no problems, and grandpa would wait in the car. Mm-hmm. And that was how they got from Chicago to Missouri. Mm-hmm. And I mean, hold on a second. Chicago to Missouri, that's Illinois to Missouri. Aren't yeah. the two states adjoining each other? Was it Missouri or Mississippi? Missouri. It's, it's, that's crazy to me that two adjoining states. The, the journey could be so fraught. It was fraught. And, and, and filled with peril. It was like, fraught. Damn, 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 damn. So much terrorism yeah. here in America, man. You know, even today, but even I mean, today. certainly back in the days, wow, man, people could just get killed for free. You know why? Why? White people. <laughs> it's not funny. Why are we laughing? It's horrible. It's crazy. I it's know, horrible. I know, I know, I know. It's horrible. I think we work with some of those white people now, though. At least the children. We Their all children. Do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sure we're we do. still dealing with terror. Yeah. And I think that. You know why? <laughs> this is going to be your refrain. <laughs> Hashtag white people today. <laughs> yeah, because white people. You know? But you know, I mean, the terror is. The terror is still there. The disenfranchisement is still there. The injustice is still there. The devaluing is still there. I don't know. I feel like it's, it's, in some ways it's worse because everyone acts surprised that it's there. And it shouldn't be a surprise. Mm-hmm. And then also I think more people are aware of how deeply unjust it is, but they don't feel that they have any agency to fix it. I mean, mm-hmm. we joke about white people, but there are mm-hmm. lots of people that are committed to making the world making American society, I think, a better better and more just place. But there's lots of people who feel that it's wrong, but they don't feel like they have any agency to change it. And so they're kind of, not that I'm equating it, but they're, they are stuck in their own, in a trap, essentially, of their parents' making. Sure. I, I, I don't think they have, they're worried about having agency to change it. I think they understand that, man, listen, it's, honestly, it's fucked up being the wretched of the earth. It's bad, all right? And you don't want to, you don't want to put that, Listen, all the white folks that listen to this podcast, <laughs> I always say this. I beg of y'all. Do not go and fuck up this American system and make everyone equal here. All right? Your grandparents, your great-grandparents sacrificed a lot. All right? A lot of people died uh, at the end of a rope so that you could have privilege. Don't go fucking that up now, okay? Your grandparents, your great-grandparents killed people. They killed Native Americans, and they watched black people get hung. You gonna fuck that up now? All that hard work? Listen. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just playing white people. No, but seriously. Don't fuck that up, white people. Don't fuck that up. <laughs> and now that you have made sure that no one's listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm listening. I'm listening. I want to talk to you about another conflict. A different type of conflict. Talk to me. Okay, are you ready? Because this, this one is really, I don't know what to do. Talk to me. I'll be sure. Yes. Or Jody Wally. Wow. The beauty of, of that is that there really is no conflict. Really? I'll be sure in the afternoon. Jody in the evening. And Jody in the evening. Wow. Now, it, here's the next happen. question. Is that an overload? No, is it's not. Is that too much? That's, is that's, there such a thing as too much? Of course not. Not when you are heralding the light skin apocalypse. All right? This is, I don't understand the connection. I am pointing us in the direction of the light skin apocalypse, okay? What does that even mean? I mean, look. this colorism thing. Barack Obama. 
I'll be sure. We, Jody Watley, we, 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 Rachel Dolezal, Tony Dungy, Stephen Curry. Completely different. They all look completely different. Listen, listen. <laughs> all I'm saying is that we we are witnessing the second reckoning. Oh, brother! Of light skinned people. Yeah. All right. You, we were pushed. You are. We were pushed back. Michael Jordan, you Wesley Snipes, Oprah Winfrey pushed us back. Oh wait! Now you're claiming the back of the bus. Now we get to now we get to rise uh, none up of this again. Stuff. No, I'm becoming light skin. I'm no. becoming light skin uh, again. I'm uh-huh. I'm pushing uh-huh. for the light skin apocalypse. No, I have always been one with the people. You go ahead and you you but march, internet still you with that light skin. Still, please only you. trust a black person with facial hair. That rule still applies whether they are light skin or dark skin. What about if they're male or female? Especially trust <laughs> a black woman with facial hair. That might be the most honest person, the most uh, caring, the most human person on the planet. Would be a light skinned woman with a with a mole, oh, with a hair Lord. coming out of that mole. Oh Lord! Chocolate snowflake, when when that hair comes out of your mole, you're gonna love me even more. I'm gonna, you are gonna be. I'm gonna just are carry you counting you down the years till I'm I gonna, start having hairy moles? <laughs> I'm gonna carry you are around you, on my back. Are you gonna Instagram gonna, my hairy mole? <laughs> I'm going to, oh, you know what I needed to say? You know what I needed to say? Last week, um, as you went to work, you had some fantastic outfit architecture. Oh. Last week. You looked very nice. Thank you. What was I wearing? I mean, you just, you were putting some really nice outfits together. You had that nice white and black striped dress. Yeah. From the internet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, thank it, you. The dress was white. It's actually white and navy. Internet's it was very nautical. I was feeling yeah. naughty. Yeah. But you just had some great outfits. And even that, that jumper you put on. that. And I don't Instagram your outfits like I do mine. I, yeah. I don't. I keep you kind of private, more or less. I kind of like that. On my page. But I just want to say that you... Uh, you put some great outfits together. And now, yeah, but Thank that you. jumper you picked up from Target? I know. Internet, this is crazy. This is from the king of outfit architecture. I feel it's, so it's special. It's crazy. Woo, how, look at me. I'm in Bloomies and Macy's I'm and Lori so Taylor. fancy. Speaking you know. of uh, cultural appropriation. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play that song right now. Now, now I got to hear that. Now I got to hear that. Coming back, coming back, coming back. But yeah. um, 
I was just gonna say that yo, that outfit that you that had you from like? Target. Yeah, I was like, fuck. I was kind of good about that. You did your thing I on did. on a on a on a real tight little limited budget. Like, Thank you. That was nice. That was nice. Now, now speaking of Target, yeah, okay, and Target first Saturdays at the Brooklyn Museum, we can we continue to push and publish um, our favorite space. Yeah, you know, right across the street from us, the Brooklyn Museum of Art. Right. But they are going to have this tremendous exhibit in July. Uh oh. Internet's the rise of sneaker culture is going to happen at the Brooklyn Museum of Art. It's going to be an exhibit. All the people gave and the poor got paid. And I'm a speaker, I did speak. I wore my sneakers, but I'm not a sneak. My Adidas touched the sand of a foreign land with my kidney. I came to command. My Adidas and D close as can be. We make a mean team, my Adidas and me. We get around together. Okay, we're back again. Okay, yeah. <laughs> the rise of sneaker culture. All right? Wear your Adidas. Wear your Jordans. Wear your phone posits. Wear your is kicks. Like, this is like your dream come true. Almost. It's almost. almost I think almost. the only thing that would make it better if you had a mixed up files of Mrs. Basil E. Frankelworth moment in the Brooklyn Museum. No. Got locked in, was able to sleep with your favorite no, shoes. No, 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 no. Only thing that could be better at the Brooklyn Museum of Art would be for me to take all that shit I have in, in, in Long Island yeah. and have an exhibit of Polo Ralph Lauren at the Brooklyn Museum of Art. That would be... Oh, that's, that's then, the ultimate. That's right. This is the pent ultimate. That's... Correct. Okay. Okay. Correct. So this is kind of the. This is the. This is the step Actually, towards it. Yes. Maybe what you should do is you should have like a gorilla exhibit. Mm-hmm. You know, not G O. Yes. Yes. No. Come on. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> stop it. Stop. Put your phone back over. There. A gorilla exhibit. That sounds. You know. You know. What? I'm planning on some. Like take pictures of your stuff and just plant them around the museum and see if people notice. Mm-hmm. You know, people will notice. People will be like, "Oh, snap! See? Free shit." Yeah. Oh snap! I'm not giving my stuff away. Dal- no, I'm not saying you give the things away. You take pictures of them from the collection of Dallas Penn. Okay. Did you just belch during I did our belch. podcast? I did belch right that there. That is so uncouth. I did belch right there. That, okay. I, I can't take you anywhere. All right. I, um, that's not acceptable. So anyhow, internets, get ready for that information. But it's the rise uh, of sneaker culture opening at the Brooklyn Museum. Of our July 10th. Uh, July 10th. Is it July 10th? July 10th and running Are you sure? running into October 4th. Wow. Running into October 4th. So, but I'll let you guys know. I'm going to do a Sneaker Fiends Unite tour. Um, we're going to have a bunch of things go on. We'll let you know. Uh, but to remind you guys, to remind you guys, Ju- June, June, June. <laughs> 
June, Thursday, June 25th. Thursday, June 25th in the afternoon at uh, Metrotech, yeah. presented by the Brooklyn Academy of Music, will be... Uh, I'll be sure. I'll be sure. Okay, I just have to read this because I just thought this was very funny. Read okay, it, I'm going to read you this little description yes. from about the thing. I'll be sure, exclamation point, because that's part of his name, took the R&B scene by storm with the irresistibly sensual slow jam of his 1988 multi-platinum album, In Effect Mode, and its hit single, Night and Day. Through collaborations with Diana Ross, Slick Rick, Jodeci, Quincy Jones, and others, he's acclaimed as a songwriter as well as a singer. This is the part that made me laugh. Sure, exclamation point, comes to Metrotech to spice up the daytime with his bedroom lyricism and signature falsetto. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be. I'm. I'm so tight that like, I am missing this. Are people gonna get like their their you know like uh, what is it? They're not just the slow jam, but it's like a quiet panties. storm in the middle of the afternoon. Are people gonna throw panties at him? Yeah, I, I, I think so. I okay. think so. So then, after you have your afternoon quiet storm, mm-hmm. embarrassing moment mm-hmm. uh, that evening. Yes. And in another part of town, yes. by Lincoln Center. Lincoln Center. Lincoln Center. It is. They are going in. With Jody Watley featuring Shalimar. All right, Mobile Mondays Woo-hoo! on Thursday. Okay. On a Thursday. Get ready to dance. Get ready to dance. Right. So, oh, okay. And so I guess they're. What's whacking? Read it out. Read it. Read well, it. it says that there's a dance instructor, Princess Lockaroo. Okay. Teaching whacking. Whacking. What's whacking? With two A's. Whacking. whacking. Okay. Because. Yes. White people. <laughs> Okay. You're just going to blame them for everything. Well, I think that's fair. I mean, listen. They reap the rewards, they get the blame. Because <laughs> white people. Whacking has to be what white What is people. whacking? I've never even heard of that. I can't think in my mind that whacking is something I want to I bet I Rachel does all those. <laughs> think about it. Hashtag ask Rachel. Th- think about it. When was it what ever good whacking? to be whack? I, I don't know. When was... Uh, although, I, although hip-hop has certainly made not bad meaning bad, but bad meaning good... But I can't imagine that whacking with I'm two A's. I'm stuck on the fact that they stuck a second A in there. Trust me. It's a double A. Trust me, white people. Okay? Like, whacking is, is for white people. What? Yes. I mean, W-H-A-A? No, it's W-A-A-C-K-I-N-G. Oh, it's definitely white like, people. What is that? Definitely white I mean, people. That's, 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 that was um, Elaine from Seinfeld. <laughs> that's how she dances. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, snap, 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 I'm snap, also snap. really excited because this weekend, this weekend, you and I, yes, yes, right. The weekend that passed or the weekend coming up? No, this weekend coming up. Okay. Before the I'll be sure Joe. Go Johnson ahead. Thing. Oh, D'Angelo in the Vanguard. Yeah. Woo! See, Yo, for real, I'm really excited real, about that. For real, for real, for real, that is gonna go down. So, are you crazy. gonna wear your cape? Speaking of outfit architecture, yes, I will. Thank you for reminding me. Yes, I will definitely. So, internet, um, Dallas. One of the things that Dallas introduced into my life, although I have not taken on the cape, I feel like in a relationship, only one person can really wear the cape, and that's that's how you keep things good. Sure. Um, but the concept of cape wearing, and he, from time to time, puts on a cape. And I used to think I used to think it was kind of odd, mm. but you know, you go with it. You you humor your partner's eccentricities 
Um, but I, it has grown on me. Mm. And I actually, you wore a cape to Afropunk last year. Speaking mm. of which, we have to get our tickets for Afropunk. Okay, okay. Oh, man. And they have an awesome lineup. There's like Grace Jones. Grace is gonna Jones. Be there. That's going to be great. That's gonna be she great. just performs um, topless somewhere mm-hmm. at Bonnaroo or something. I love Grace crazy. Jones. Crazy. I love Grace Jones. Um, but anyway, I got sidetracked. But um, yeah, so you wore a cape for Afropunk and it, it was quite stylish, I have All right. to say. All right, well, thank you for reminding me. Yes, yes, I will definitely. I hadn't even thought about what. And then we saw D'Angelo wearing a cape on Saturday Night Live. And and he did it. He did it well. Also, he did do it well. But so but I will definitely put the cape on. We're gonna have so much fun at that show. And it's and it's so crazy because you know what? When that album first dropped, I was so nonplussed about it. I really? Was just, totally. I was just like, yo, this album doesn't sound complete. And right. I still had the memory right. of D'Angelo at Afropunk kind right. of in the back of my mind. I think like, that was the thing. Like he he was kind he of underwhelming that well. night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was just like, ah, this thing is D'Angelo and Fellow. You know, he's right. done. He's washed. Right. And let that album just play and play and play. And, and now it's, it's one of the, I can literally listen to that album any time of the day. You <laughs> and know, you do. Right, right. Well, it's not, it's not a long album. It's, it, it's kind of short and precise. But, man, I love it now. I love it. So we're, we're going to have a great time this weekend. I'm really looking forward to it. I think oh, this man, this is awesome. awesome. This is yeah. awesome. This is awesome. So speaking of albums, someone wrote... Um, an article about how he really felt like he was supposed to um, like to pimp a butterfly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he listened to it and he thought it was fine. And we listened to it a fair amount of mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. Here. We, mm-hmm. It's we kind like of it. a favorite here we in like rotation. Uh, but then, and I wish I could remember the author's name, but then he basically said that much to his chagrin, even though he felt like he was supposed to like pimp a butterfly more, he was really into the latest ASAP Rocky album. That he thought that was actually a better rap album. So mm. I was wondering if you had any thoughts about that. I have. I haven't opened up the ASAP Rocky album. Are you an ASAP Rocky fan? I'm not particularly ASAP Rocky fan. Um, I mean, I respect ASAP Rocky's uh, style uh-huh. and kind of his presentation and right. how he's you know how he's been able to garner fans. Like I like people and I like the idea of people, yeah. even if maybe you know what their claim to fame is. May not be something I'm connected to. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I have not. I haven't opened up that ASAP album. I'm still kind of waiting for Kanye's album. I I listened to that uh, track he released all day. I listened to that. Which one? Uh, all day. Oh, all day. I thought all you day. said you were listening to the track all day. Right. Not, I listened to the track not all day. The track named all day. Okay. Who's okay. on first? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm 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 waiting I'm waiting for Kanye's uh, next album. I feel like to kind of push. Um, and drive uh, uh, the sonic stylings of, of young uh, rappers, young wannabe style gods. Do you think he can still carve out a uh, vanguard in terms of sound? I think so. I think so. I mean, remember now, I mean, it, he's going to be, he's going to be using a lot of uh, help. Uh-huh. I mean, only because I think because he's doing so many things outside of music yeah. that, that maybe... You know, he's, he's going to have a lot of collaborators, I feel like, on but his next album. I feel, my sense of it, though, is for precisely that reason. Because he's doing a lot of other things. And he's got these collaborations going and things happening. That his attention is split. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that he can kind of generate another kind of watershed moment like uh, 808s or... You don't even like 808s and Heartbreak. Stop it. I, you know, it's grown on me over the years. It's grown mm-hmm. on me over the years. 
But even even taking into account whatever my personal feeling about it is or my personal evolving feelings about it, um, I recognize that it created a huge shift in the sound that we listen to. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't have mm-hmm. to like it in order to recognize that. Sure, sure, sure. sure. Um, much as he did with College Dropout, you know, and um, even in and terms even of, before then, and even before then, and even before then, and even even with the kind of advent of the super kind of pop rap collaboration he did with Jay Z and that mm-hmm. whole thing, which was elevated the pop half of it, you know. Um, so, so you, you don't and, think Kanye has it in him anymore to be at the vanguard? I don't know. No pun intended, D'Angelo. Right. But at, at the vanguard of, of or, music. Or carving out some new space or different mm-hmm. space that we haven't heard before. Mm-hmm. And I say that in part because with all the other projects, with all the good music, like single releases that he was putting out in between, and, you know, there was like these hints of, oh, this is where he's going or this is something new I haven't heard of. The stuff that he's put out between them all day was good. But I really was not into that thing he did with Paul McCartney and Rihanna. That was not okay. speaking to me. Okay. All right. Well, Didn't I speak mean, to you. Um, yeah, I don't think I really messed with that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although Paul McCartney is part is a collaborator on all day, uh, towards the backside of. But anywho, anywho, yeah, I, 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 I'm. You know what? I'm, are are I'm, you shrugging? You yeah, just give a Kanye, Kanye shrug. Kanye shrug, Kanye shrug, man. I'm, <laughs> Kanye shrug. Like, like Kanye. If, honestly, if I want to hear something right now, I got three choices. I got uh, Kendrick Lamar, the Pimp a Butterfly, D'Angelo's Black Messiah, and Action Bronson's Mr. Wonderful. I liked Mr. Wonderful. Yeah, I did. Yeah, so I mean that that's I, I'm good right now. I'm, okay. I'm really good, and that's kind of how I am anyway. I, I just play stuff out that I like until I don't want to hear it any longer. Do you feel though that you miss? What's happening currently if you're stuck in that kind of sonic scape? I don't really worry about it. I don't really worry about it. I listen to the chatter of other people, uh-huh. and eventually I'll try to insert something that people are, are talking like, like something that people have, have a sustained buzz about. Mm-hmm. Then I'll try to open that up and, and, and figure out what okay. that's about. So if something can sustain buzz, yeah. then I'll be like, okay, this must be pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but I'm good though. I'm okay. good. And you know what I'm good with? What? I'm good with you. Oh. Are you good with me? I'm good with you. I'm good with you. Oh, you good with me? Yeah, I'm good with you. <laughs> and you're good with me. Internets, internets, if y'all stuck around for this little love <laughs> fest right now, um, then thank you. Thank you. As always, uh, it's your boy Dallas Penn with his wife. Chocolate snowflake. That's CSU. Okay, and 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 this is kind of what we do. We come together, and and not try to hold your ears hostage for too long. I know you've got a bunch of podcasts to listen to, a bunch of content to indulge in, because it's the internet for crying out loud. And Rachel Dolezal is out there. All and right. you need to ask her questions. <laughs> <laughs> Who has the answers? The newlyweds. All right, the newlyweds podcast. We have the answers. <laughs> we have the answers. <laughs> Internet. Internet. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you. And uh, we'll catch you. We'll catch you on the flip side, on the green-eyed side. Blacker than thou, son. <laughs> you know why? Because white people.